The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a weekly look at Portland's nonprofits and do gooders with interviews, music, and documentaries. You're listening to the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X Ray FM, brought to you by the Media Institute for Social Change, a public interest media lab that works to inspire, empower, and engage emerging media producers. Learn more online at mediamakingchange.org. Jester Educational Theater is all about educating children one laugh at a time. And today on our show, we're speaking to the man behind the curtain, Kevin Muir. This is Phil Bussey. It's the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. Kevin Muir is the uh, Jester with Jester Educational Theater. You know, I didn't write down your title. Uh, are you the the founder? Yes. Uh, executive director, I suppose. Right. Well. All of the above. Yeah, all of the above. Um, I, I just about just about every hat in the company, but uh, fewer hats as, as the years have gone, unfortunately. <clears throat> well, let's let's talk about uh, how this started. So. <laughs> You have been or you currently are a teacher with uh, Portland Public Schools. That's right. I am finishing my 32nd year. This will be my final year teaching in uh, public career schools, 32 years. Wow. Uh, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> where, where have you taught? Oh, my gosh, all over the place. Uh, right now, I'm at Kellogg Middle School, the Portland's newest, Portland Public Schools' newest school, Kellogg on um, Powell Boulevard. It's bright and shiny, and it's, fun. it's a great school. I love it. Oh, uh, I don't know. How, how far down Powell is that? It's about at 68 or so. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. And, and, and math and social studies have been your wheelhouse. Is that correct? No, actually not. <laughs> no, not, not at all, actually. I'm a, um, I was a classroom teacher. I taught second, third, fifth. I taught basically every grade K through 12 um, as a classroom teacher and also as an ESL teacher, English as a second language. But I've never been specifically either a math or science teacher, aside from being a classroom teacher in grade school, um, which I'm not currently. Well, I guess I made some assumptions because uh, Jester Educational Theater approaches math and social studies, correct? Well, that's right. And there certainly is a connection uh, as a grade school teacher uh, already some years ago. I mean, as a classroom teacher, meaning that I had my own class in second graders, right? I, I've always loved musical theater since the beginning of time, since I first heard, the, saw The Sound of Music when I was probably six years old. <laughs> it was a new movie at that time, practically. Um, ever since then, it's been musical theater. And as an educator, uh, it's been my goal to bring the arts into the classroom in the service of learning. And so I started doing this with my second graders um, at Clarendon School in North Portland many years ago. We created original musicals. Uh, and put them on stage at the Newmark downtown of Newmark and Winnipeg Theater, and certainly for our own, uh, you know, the kids at our own school. So that was the start. In order to just not to justify it so much, but to really focus it, I started uh, writing history musicals for my fifth graders um, at Lent School as a way to instruct U.S. history. Um, it was a, a challenging group that first year I did that. It was a challenging group of fifth graders and clearly the, the conventional curriculum wasn't gonna work so well. So I wrote a musical instead. And, and <laughs> let, let, we'll, we'll get to some more of, of the history here, but 
I'm just so curious. When Hamilton came out, did you say, I could have, that could have been me? <laughs> well, you know, I, I feel, I've always felt that Lin-Manuel Miranda was, unknowingly or not, un unknowingly, uh, channeling the spirit of, of U.S. history emanating from the stage of, in, in Portland Public Schools. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. And he took it and he ran with it. He just, I'm really proud of him. I'm proud of him. He, I knew it good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so um, I wanted to just get some of the parameters here. So you've, you've particularly worked with Title I schools, and, and that is really what Jester Educational Theater worked with. Explain to us what Title, Title I is. Title I is a federally mandated program that uh, provides extra funding and basically money. I mean, that's the resource it gives. The federal government gives extra money to schools that are historically um, are not, don't perform well, academically speaking. And traditionally, these schools also have, uh, they're low economic, socioeconomic uh, in, in the community and uh, traditionally have lots of, lots of challenges above and beyond what most schools that are adequately funded have. And, and um, what drew you to what to that to that mission? I mean, what drew you to those schools? Was was that by intent or by accident? That initially, when when I started Jester Educational Theater, I, I was not focused on performing in Title I schools. Um, at the very beginning, it was I suppose just like all theater companies, I was working literally out of my garage. I mean, that's where I rehearsed, and I was doing what I call guerrilla theater, which is to say, getting getting shows on stage anywhere I possibly could, anywhere at all. You know, you want a musical? I'll do a musical for you, right? In the backyard, I'll put a musical on. But as we gained a little bit of momentum, uh, I, I realized that I needed to have greater structure in order to sustain what I was doing. And I realized, well, you know, I've been teaching in Title I grade schools myself for most of my career. And it only made sense because I knew what Title I schools have and more often don't have, and that is a lot of the art. They don't have a lot of art. They just don't from my experience, working over 20, uh, 26 years in Title I grade schools. So it only made sense to serve that community that I'd already been working in, you know, serving as a teacher for most of my career. Well, and I mean, in a certain brilliance too, I mean, uh, those are the schools that don't have the arts, but those are also the schools that aren't performing as well in uh, math and social studies. So, so yeah. to bring those two together seems like, uh, I don't know what, what's the reverse of a perfect storm? right? Serendipity. Serendipity. It seems very <laughs> serendipitous. And so, so um, a decade ago, uh, when did you decide to take this out of guerrilla theater and into the formality of a, of a nonprofit? It became a nonprofit in, in 2015. Um, so it's been like seven years or so. So a seventh season. And, and, and what, what doors has that opened up for you? I mean, what, what is that? Uh, yeah. what, what has that done and what challenges has it brought as well? Well, I, I like to joke that uh, all of my friends told me that, uh, you know, the advice on the street was to, hey, Kevin, go into children's musical theater. You're going to make a ton of money. <laughs> I realized they were being ironic. <laughs> <laughs> How long did that take for the punchline oh, to drop? <laughs> oh, like immediately. So, um, you know, it's, it was never, never for the money, but boy, have I learned about money. Uh, I mean, that, that is really the chief, you know, just getting the word out um, is, is challenging. Um, and chasing the money, as I've learned, is what I'm mostly 
do. I mean, I do a lot of that, writing grant applications and talking to people. That is not what I expected. I thought I would just be sipping coffee in rehearsal all of the time and in rehearsal all of the time and walking down, you know, the red carpets, which of course has never happened. But man, I spend so little time in rehearsal and even the less time in performance. It's mostly just writing grant applications. And, and that is the huge challenge. And I'm guessing I'm not alone in that regard as in the nonprofit world. Yeah, you know, it, it was it was interesting though, is specifically on the foundation. So the Weiss Family Foundation has has provided some support. Oh yeah. Uh, now, now they're mostly environmental, though. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, what, what is the connection, or, or how did that work out for uh, the Jester Educational Theater? What did they see in you and the organization that they want to support? Uh, the Weiss Foundation is located here in Portland, and also in in Switzerland, as it turns out, um, but mostly Portland, right? Um, well, you know. I was looking through a very thick book on a database listing all the uh, foundations in Oregon, uh, nonprofit foundations, uh, the grantors. And I came across a foundation, I was looking at every single one, just every single word in this thick book, 300 pages of nothing but nonprofit or grantors, right? And I found uh, the Weiss Foundation and I, I started recognizing names. And I realized, hey, I, I know these people I, from high school. And so I began a conversation and uh, with the person I used to, you know, a friend from high school and, and uh, who's on the board. And it turns out that our missions are aligned. You know, whatever else they're doing, they, they saw merit in. And this was right at the beginning too. So it was a leap of faith on, on their part, right? Uh, which I'm eternally grateful for. They continue to be major supporters for our company. And what is that pitch? Like if you're making it, can you make a pitch to, uh, uh, to me or to our, our listeners right now in terms of, oh, um, hey, yeah. yeah, make a pitch. <laughs> you know, Phil, Phil, we, we perform, Jester Educational Theater performs original, original musicals about math and social studies with live musical accompaniment in uh, schools that are rich in ethnic and linguistic diversity. Uh, a lot of the kids in our audiences have never seen a show or musical before they see ours. And some of them, might not ever see another musical again. It's possible. For a fact, though, that most of them have never seen a musical before we come in. And uh, we get a lot of responses from kids saying, wow, I, you know, your show was great. The, the music was not cheesy. I was my favorite combination. Your show was not cheesy and the music wasn't cheesy. <laughs> like, wow, that's great. You make learning fun. So what do you say, 10 bucks? <laughs> 10 bucks, 10 bucks. That's, that's an easy pitch. Um, hey, uh, Kevin, how about you give us set us up with some music here? You you had a, a number of uh, Broadway tunes. Can you pick yeah. just one for us to take a listen to, and then we're going to come back and hear okay. more about some of the specifics. The music I've been living with a lot these days and playing a lot of the piano myself is George M. Cohen's classic. Um, give my regards to Broadway. Kevin Muir is the is the executive director for Jester Educational Theater. We'll be right back after this song. Part upon our foreign shore when the good ships just about to start for old New York once more. With tear dimmed eye, they say goodbye, their friends without a doubt. When the man on the pier shouts, Let them clear as the ship strikes out. 
tell all the gang at 42nd Street that I will soon be there. Whisper of how I'm yearning to mingle with the old time throng. Give my regards to old Broadway and say that I'll be Say hello to dear old Coney Isle If there you chance to be When you're at the Waldorf Have a smile and charge it up to me Mention my name every place you go As around the town you roll Wish you'd call on my gal Now remember, old pal, when you get back my regards to Broadway, remember me to Herald Square, tell all the gang at 42nd Street that I will soon be there, whisper of how I'm yearning to mingle with the old time frog, give my regards to old Broadway and say that I'll be This is Phil Bussey. It's the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. I am joined today with Kevin Muir, who is the Jester Educational Theater Executive Director. He has been in teaching with Portland Public Schools for more than 30 years uh, and several years ago uh, added a dimension to bringing education uh, in a musical format. Uh, in, in, and and <laughs> let's talk about some of the, let's talk about some of these plays that you're putting in. Alice, in Mathland, is there That's a plot? Right. Is there a plot? I mean, I, I know that Alice in Wonderland plot is a little bit of um, chasing a rabbit, but um, is there a plot to Alice in Mathland? It's a rabbit hole, all right. Well, I mean, I think you know everything you need to know. Uh, the title says it all. Uh, you know, I I did not specifically write this show for a class for my class of kids to perform. I wrote it. Um, it was a challenge to myself. I thought to myself. Well, I, I realized any fool can write a musical about math. Of course, anybody can do that. But what would it look like to write a show that people would want to see about math, a musical that people would want to see about math? And so I wrote Alice in Mathland. Uh, and eventually I, I was able to get it on stage and just developed from there. And so this is our, uh, our one show for grades K through two, Alice in Mathland. It's about math and it's about Alice in Mathland. And then who's, doing, who's performing in them? Not, ev not everybody is cut out to be in a musical. <laughs> no, that is correct. Um, certainly not me, though I've taken the stage on occasion in an emergency. It's something I, I will do, but I don't like to if I can avoid it. So uh, originally, you know, I was doing this with my kids, with my second graders. Um, and even then, not everyone was taking the stage. We formed an actual theater company with stage managers and electricians and musicians and lyricists and songwriters and, and a few performers as well. Um, over the years, I continued to work with kids, um, though the age level started to creep up a little bit. And uh, when I started Just for Educational Theater, I was working with um, middle schoolers who were bringing their A game, you know, kids who were just built for the stage, you know, and they're all about performing. And that was great. And over the years, however, over the years, I have 
begun working with um, performers that are uh, older and old, well, not middle school. I work with adults now, occasionally teenager, maybe, but mostly adults. Um, our shows typically have six performers, five or six performers in them, and they usually play multiple roles within the show. And 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 are, is everybody volunteering? How does that work out? No, no, uh, and that's an interesting point. There are vol all volunteer theater companies out there who put on amazing shows, um, but that's not the path I. I mean, there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that, you know, and I'm kind of jealous and envious in a way of companies that manage to do this with, <laughs> on an all-volunteer basis. But my goal is to run a professional theater company. And, you know, I want to put on as good of a show as I can. I really want top-notch. Uh, as time goes on, it's like I'm raising the bar for myself higher and higher. Uh, and I'm learning that that costs money. There's nothing cheap about excellence. Um, and so... Yes. And, and I think that's, you know, that's admirable. I mean, if, if that's a, a secondary goal as well as to to uh, treat theater and musicals as a profession and not as a hobby. Right. You know, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and it certainly is a work of, you know, it's a passion project, but it's more than that for me. And I really want it to be a viable uh, business operation, which means it's beyond just merely being a passion that there's money involved. And, and, and let's talk about another one of the uh, musicals, Revolutionary Review. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the show that I originally wrote for my fifth graders many years ago when I was a fifth grade teacher at this one school in our Southeast. And so this show has, this is the show we're currently doing. Um, we filmed it in, well, when COVID hit, when COVID came along, uh, our season was abruptly, you know, the company just shut down, you know, as far as performances go. But I realized, oh, this is a chance to do what everyone else is doing seemingly, and that is to put stuff online, which I never had the opportunity, uh, not the inclination. I know we do live theater, but I thought, well, this is the time to record a show. Um, a la Hamilton, Disney's recording of Hamilton, which cost apparently like millions of dollars to record, it blows my mind. Um, I was able to do it in less than, than $10 million or whatever their price tag was to record this last fall, uh, right when uh, the Omicron, Omicron variant came on. So it was a little dicey, but we, we got the job done and we filmed our show and it's going to be on Vimeo um, probably tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Oh, fantastic. Well, congratulations. And, 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 and tell us what, what is the plot and what are you teaching? That's right. Uh, which actually was your question as I think about it. What is a show about? Um, it's, in one hour, we cover uh, the development of our nation from the beginning uh, up to the signing of the Declaration of Independence. So it's hundreds of years and 60 minutes. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot to pack it in. It is. <laughs> um, and now you, you touched on this a little bit. Uh, COVID obviously has been uh, difficult for live performances. Right. Um, how have you kept the faith? Um, I kept the faith immediately by taking a break myself. There was literally nothing to do. I mean, you can't, you can't apply for funding for programs that don't exist. I mean, in, in essence, there was nothing going on. And so there was, I just shut down and, um, oh, I didn't shut down. I didn't shut down at all. Actually, my music director and I, we started working immediately. Actually, there was no break in the work. Now that I think about it, we began immediately working on the Revolutionary Review and getting it ready for uh, our film performance, which happened in September. Okay. And and um, I, I guess also, though, it's, it's got to be difficult because, I mean, live theater is 
about that interaction. And it is about having the students tell you that you're not cheesy uh, yeah. and, 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 and knowing that you are having an impact. Um, how, how have you managed without that dimension or how have you renegotiated uh, what you get out of and how you deliver? Well, all the the big project we've done is the performance, which was a perform or the uh, the film was in fact a performance. Two days, um, it was uh, two performances in one day, uh, not in a school for small invited audiences uh, during the uh, the, you know, the COVID excitement. And so we still did have a live performance, an audience uh, twice in one day for the filming. And so we had that, um, but otherwise there are no school performances. I mean, there are no performances. There just are no performances right now. We're hoping to get back on stage in the fall. Um, and otherwise it's just been me writing grant applications and-, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and We're coming to the end of our conversation here. This, it's been really, it's fantastic to hear about you taking an, an, an idea uh, from your classroom and, and, you know, and, and, and at a distance into your career. And finding a new inspiration, I think that yeah. that is that is so wonderful to hear. Um, let's let's put the clock now ahead here, and and you retire next year. Do you stay with Chester Educational Theater, <laughs> musical theater, all the way, baby? Look as far as the eye can see, it's just musical theater. Well, that's going to be amazing that I do. Fantastic. Well, that's, <laughs> I mean, that, that is so great to hear. Kevin Muir is executive director, founder of Jester Educational Theater. Um, thank you for taking the time to talk with us. Well, Phil, thank you. It's so much fun. I really appreciate this chance to share. This is uh, the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is made possible by Beneficial State Bank certified B Corps that holds to what it calls a triple bottom line of social justice, environmental well-being, and economic sustainability. If your organization or business is interested in underwriting our show, please email phil at mediamakingchange.org. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a production of the Media Institute for Social Change and KXRY Radio, X-Ray FM. Our host is Phil Bussey. Our executive producer and editor is me, Carly Meisberger. Archives of past shows can be found on our SoundCloud page. Questions, comments, or ideas about the show can be sent to info at mediamakingchange.org. Thanks for tuning in.